What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. In Aztec mythology, the fertility goddess Mayahuel is a personification of the agave plant, the source of some of the most delicious spirits in Mexican culture. Today's episode is about pulque, mezcal, and tequila! My name is Eva Longoria. And I am Maite Gomez Rejon. And welcome to Hungry, Hungry for History. A podcast that explores our past and present through food. On every episode, we'll talk about the history of some of our favorite dishes, ingredients, and beverages. So make yourself at home. Y buen provecho. Today's episode is a couple of my favorite topics. I mean, mostly tequila is my favorite topic, but we're also talking pulque and mezcal. And mezcal. Which is muy de moda. As Mezcal we say. is muy de moda. Las dos cosas están muy de moda. Muy de moda, as we say in Mexico. It's very in right now. It's vogue. First uh, of all, this word spirits, I love. Oh, yeah. Spirit. I like didn't even connect that. Spirit. I connected this, like, I was talking about it, and I was like, oh, my God, spirit. The word spirit is so loaded. It's yeah. sort of the spirit of the plant. Yeah. You know? But so there's just so much history and so much soul there. So just... Starting with that, that, I think that alcohol, most alcohol is called spirits. They're spirits. 
except if it's wine or beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because mm-hmm. they're they're fermented, mm-hmm. and pulque is fermented. But in mythology, Aztec mythology, Mayahuel, who is personified by the agave plant. Yeah. So the agave, and she's a goddess of fertility. She's a goddess of of nourishment, and she's this figure coming sometimes coming out of the agave mm-hmm. or sometimes holding the agave. But you know that's the logo of my tequila. My Abuel. I never noticed. What? That is so funny that you put it in our episode. I thought you put uh, it for my tequila. <laughs> no. Because nobody, she's never been in a brand and she's the goddess. She's known as the goddess of tequila, she, obviously. Yes. And the myth is that she had this forbidden love with the god of air and she created the agave plant to hide their love from her grandmother who did not want them to be together. It was very Romeo and Juliet. And so they would make love behind this big agave plant. And when the grandmother found out, she sent a bolt of lightning down to the plant. And that's when the agave cracked open, the piña was cooked, and they found out a sweet nectar was released from the piña. From their love. From their love. Oh They're gosh, hidden, forbidden so love. Beautiful, and the and the leaves themselves, mm-hmm. the pencas, that's supposed to be four hundred, which represent the four hundred children, her four hundred children. Oh, and also the four hundred ways of being intoxicated. There's which, only four hundred ways well, to be intoxicated. The, the interesting thing is, four hundred is not a literal number, mm-hmm. but it's represents infinity. So the oh. infinite numbers of being intoxicated okay. are her her leaves. And this is, you know, this is this is a goddess and it's about nourishment and it's about fertility and it's about love. Yeah, it is about love. Should we make uh, it? I'm gonna t- make I'm gonna make you a tequila. Okay. I mean, uh, I'm gonna make you a margarita. Okay. I had a mixologist tell me a margarita is only lime and agave. Interesting. Yeah, with your okay. tequila, right? Uh-huh. But if you want a blueberry mar- a blueberry margarita, it's blueberry, lime, and agave. That's it. If you want a watermelon margarita, it's watermelon, lime, and agave. So you don't use simple syrup. I don't, don't use. use a- I don't ah. use simple syrup. I don't use triple sec. I don't use um, Cointreau. I don't use. You don't use anything. A margarita mix. Like yeah, ooh, no, that are, stuff is really yeah. Those disgusting. are not good. So I'm gonna make okay. you. Yeah, make me one. Uh, one yes. of these, but you yes. like a salted rim. I do like a salted rim. This looks beautiful. This is beautiful. This is the salt uh, from this woman in the Bay Area called Chica Salty. And she's been making these amazing salts. This one is Jamaica and Chile Guajillo. Ooh. Yeah, okay, she has so some really beautiful flavors. Gonna, sorry, guys. I'm just going to put a little. We're in my living room <laughs> making a margarita. We, we transformed Eva's living room into a bar. This is um, going to be the best episode ever because we're going to be drinking. I put a lot of Blanco. <laughs> You never, I notice that you don't measure. No. You just. <laughs> I don't measure. You don't measure. I just have. <laughs> I eyeball ounces. I didn't even know that was this, what this thing the was. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. That was measuring. That was for measuring. Yeah. I always measure because I just want to make sure that they always taste exactly the same. Ooh, the color. Look at the color. Yeah. Why is it so, is it because of the simple syrup? The agave. Oh, that's delicious. It's delicious. Lime and agave. That's really delicious. The thing about tequila is is a lot of people use it in cocktails um, and they try to hide the tequila. Hence the the margarita mix and the Cointreau yeah, and the no, orange no, liqueur. No. That it, you want to hide the tequila. You don't. You want the tequila, want the tequila, to, tequila to shine. shine. You want to bring out the flavors of yeah. the tequila. That's why we don't do lime salt with our tequila. Lime salt does not 
add an advantage. The, the rim. You the, don't rim the glasses. Um, Is that what you mean? No, meaning shot, lime, oh, the shot. salt. Like, that's where like did that come the, from? Do we I know where know, that come from? But I feel like that's like spring break. It's super spring break. <laughs> it's like spring break. Like, here's yeah, a lime no. and some salt it's and lick sip. it off somebody's breath. Yeah, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It's Well, the, the thing that I love about tequila, because a lot of agave will produce mezcal. Mm-hmm. A handful of agave will produce pulque, but only one agave will produce tequila. And that's what makes tequila very special. It has to be this particular plant. And I think like um, there's so many people in the world who love tequila, but hate the country of Mexico. You know what I mean? And so this bridge of food and and, and culture... Mm -hmm. um, to hear the mezcal, the, the people of the mezcal makers, to hear the stories of the tequila makers. They're normally sixth, seventh generation yeah. tequila makers. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they are, they've been doing this for, for centuries. Yeah, it's a family, it's a family thing. I would love people to have a, a an appreciation for the for this art form. It's a beautiful art form. They still use horses yeah. to pull the rock. To pull the rock yeah. that presses the agave. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's artisanal. You know, it's artisanal. artisanal. I mean, it's again going back to how we started. It's mm-hmm. the spirit it's of the, the country. Spirit of the country. It's the spirit of the country. Yeah. You mentioned when you were talking about Mayawel that the piña is cooked. So basically, it's you know when when the leaves, the pencas are cut, it yeah. leaves this giant. It looks like a giant pineapple. It right? looks like Hence a pineapple. The, That's why it's called a piña. piña. It's mm-hmm. called a piña. And you also mentioned that the aguamiel, which is this sweet, you know. Honey water that's inside. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, when you cook it, you can buy, chew on it like mm. a sugar cane. That's mm. what it feels like in texture. Really? So they they cook the they cut the piña in half and they put it through the the horno, the oven, and then when it comes out, they chop it up again. And those little pieces you can like chew on it, and it's like sugar cane. Oh yeah, that's how sweet it is. That's so interesting. And that's what they press and that's press, what they press and press and press and then that becomes tequila. Okay. But it's super sweet. So pulque preceded. Pulque preceded all of this. So so basically this drink is pulque. It's, it's a fermented beverage. So okay. it's a, it, it has about as much alcohol as a mild beer. It's like, like think about it like a, a little, like a boozy kombucha, right? It's, okay. it's this fermented Got it. uh, drink from the, from the aguamiel, you know, okay. from this sort of honey water. Um, and this was a, a ceremony drink to the to the Aztecs and you know pre-conquest drunkenness was frowned upon I mean, right you could be put to death. death you could be yes you could be put to death I if, mean if you were in public drunk yeah you could not you it was not you could not get drunk because it was sacred it was sacred and and drunk being intoxicated that state of intoxication was a realm of the gods. Mm. So overstepping that boundary. How dare you how step dare into the realm of the gods? How I step into you. the realm of the gods nightly, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> once, yeah, once in a while. And that's something that, hey, I'm in the realm of the gods. I'm in the realm of the gods. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till the next time I'm drunk and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yes. <sighs> but, it, but it was also, if you did go to this realm of the gods, you were in this other space and... Be the the morning, right? The hangover of the next day was this this rebirth, right? So it was this. It was very, you know, sacred. Mm-hmm. And the last five days of the year in the calendar, in the Aztec calendar, so 
year, you know, day 360 to 365 were considered dead days. Mm-hmm. And this is when, you know, people would drink. They weren't really sure if the gods were going to grant another year. So it was sort of okay. And even children were given some pulque to, you know, reach this another state, sort of the mm. state of, you know, adulthood. Okay. So it was very, 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 you know, ceremonial. And it was given, like priests would take it before ceremonies to so that they could you know become euphoric or wow. sacrificial victims would give it would be given it so that they could to, relax to numb. <laughs> but you imagine having beer and yeah just, you're like can i get a shot before you sacrifice <laughs> oh me to the gods yeah no it's um, very also but like go, uh, elderly women could drink it elderly women could drink it yes they weren't arrested was, no it was okay for elderly women women yeah i've lived my life leave me be they just had to have somebody <laughs> a child or a grandma child, somebody taking care of them when they were drinking so they wouldn't do something stupid like fall into a hole. Okay. <laughs> <Like something. laughs> grandma, so, grandma fell in a hole again. again. <laughs> yeah, but you see images in the different codexes. The Codex Borgia has one and you have the women um, <clears throat> and the drawings, they have these wrinkled you know, faces. Yeah, you've but lived your life. Is, um, I've read my kids. Because, I could get drunk. Because pulque preceded all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say pulque is considered mezcal's mother and Tequila's grandmother. So Mezcal came next? Mezcal came next. Don't go anywhere. Hungry for History will be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... 
I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso. I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Distillation practices were introduced early on in the conquest. Okay. And the first mezcal is said to have been made around 1565, so pretty early post-conquest in, in Oaxaca. The word mezcal comes from the Nahual mezcali, which means oven-cooked agave. So they were cooking all the agave. They were cooking agaves, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can make mezcal from like, basically tequila is a mezcal. And for yeah. for years it was yeah. called mezcal wine or mezcal brandy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically, you know, the same thing. So the plant is stripped of its leaves and it leaves the, the piña, which is then baked underground for days. And then it's crushed with a stone mill. And then the, the crushed agave is then um, fermented before being distilled. So it's very, you know, it's artisanal, right? So so for centuries, it was known as mezcal wine, mezcal brandy. Um, So it's really a drink that brings together old traditions of the the plant. Cooking of the plant, yeah. 
but the cooking of the plant is the new tradition, right? Because okay. the, the pulque was just the the, the fermented um, aguamiel. They say mezcal is the liquid which binds generations. Why? What does that mean? It brings together the old world and the mm. new world, and it really is sort of the the, the soul, you know, of, mm-hmm. of the of the country. That's what Mexico is, right? It's a combination yeah. of these two worlds, yeah. and it's you know distilled from this plant that's. That's so, you know, ceremonial that it really represents, you know, Mexico. But this whole idea of, you know, drunkenness, when the conquest, the Europeans were used to getting drunk. I mean, they didn't have any laws (laughs) against getting drunk. It was like whatever. And drinking became secularized. My margarita recipe has simple syrup or agave, a little bit of triple sec, tequila. I use tequila blanco. So I'm going to do half an ounce of triple sec. Okay. Let me do that. Let me, can I salt the glass? Yes, salt the glass. And then I'm going to do the juice of one lime, which is about an ounce. I'm doing a little bit of agave. Wow, this is so thick, thick. Just like a quarter ounce, like just. I think we got agave on the microphone. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So that, and now I'm going to add two ounces of tequila. Two ounces. That's yeah. what I did. That's what you did. But I maybe it. you did like more than that. I eyeballed two ounces. You know the other so, side's two ounces. Oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's I learned this. I'm telling you, I had no idea that is two ounces. This is two ounces. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to fill it all the way. I think that's. This yeah. is really probably have like three ounces of tequila. This is like and the most alcoholic. Um, and then your yeah. and then your ice. And then my ice, and then I'm going to shake, shake, Yeah, shake. I just don't have a lid, so just hold it with your hand. Okay. Oh, my God, this is so exciting. I love that. You're supposed to shake, shake, shake until uh-huh. you feel like you're going to get frostbite. And yeah. that, that's when you know that it's ready. Shake, yeah. shake, 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 shake. Dirty, that's called a dirty pour when you just pour all the ice and everything. Yeah, I usually do separately, but hey, this is good. How is it? I want to, I want to see what you think. Mmm, that's it's, good. Mmm, I taste that orange liqueur. Let me see. Taste that. I feel like I put too much agave in mine now. You can taste the orange liqueur. Mm-hmm. I like them both. I love them both. Oh, my God. I don't know. What, this so, is dangerous. I, like, we just came <laughs> switching. Ah, ah, ah. We didn't do a salut. What are we what thinking? Salut. Salut. I really love your margarita. It's I a love good yours. Recipe. I'm going to start making it like this. It's a good recipe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wait, so tell me, what's the history of the margarita? There's, like, two different theories, but... There's a cocktail historian named David Wondrich, and there's this really interesting book written in the 19th century, American uh, book. It's called The Bartender's Guide Uh by a man named um, Jerry Thomas. It was written in the 19th century. And one of the, it has a list of the early- Wait, margaritas have been around since the 1800s? No, but there is a really uh, cocktail called a daisy. Okay. And it was made with lime, you know, citrus juice, gin, or whiskey. All cocktails in the 19th century are either gin- Basically, gin or whiskey and or brandy, mm-hmm. and it had you know basically the, the spirit. It had grenadine and it had citrus, and that's it. And it was called a daisy, and it was a classic American cocktail. So legend has it that during Prohibition, somebody went to Tijuana, crossed the border, and ordered a daisy, and the bartender grabbed a bottle of tequila and called it a margarita daisy and a margarita. It's the same. It's the the flower. Oh. How did you get into tequila? Like, why tequila? Um, I was approached so many times to do a tequila because I'm Mexican. They're like, you're Mexican, you should have a tequila brand. And I was like, I'm not slapping my name on something. And this brand came to me. Um, I mean, the, not this brand. It wasn't even a brand yet. They just came to me, this um, amazing woman. 
Um, we have a female master distiller, which is super rare. And our CEO of the company is a woman. The CEO of the distillery is a woman. Oh, wow. Um, the distillery is 100% Mexican-owned, which I was like, wait, yeah, they're all Mexican-owned. They go, no, most are not. They're owned by American Americans. conglomerates that have gone down there and bought up the agave fields. And so, so the money doesn't stay mm-hmm. in the region. And I was like, oh, interesting. And so it was just a super Mexican forward tequila, which I'm like, duh. Tequila should be Mexican yeah. forward, should be made by Mexicans, sold by Mexicans, and they Mexicans should profit from it. And it was a female forward brand in a, in a very macho space. And I was like, Okay, I'm interested. So I leaned in because of all of that, and then I tasted it. It's so creamy. Super creamy. Not sweet, but smooth. It is. And you have those cognac notes of vanilla, dulce de leche, caramel, Mm -hmm. depending on the blanco reposado añeco. And it was the first time, I, like I said, I noticed notes in a tequila. So that's how I got interested. And then after that, now I'm like a tequila connoisseur. Like now I, I taste everything. I drink everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is that? What is this? What is that? Cristalino versus, you know, extra añejos. What makes it an extra añejo? Like it's yeah. a fascinating. It is. I finally understood like the notes and how I was like, how can tequila have notes like wine? Like I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's so much more complex. It's a chemical mixture. I mean, it is, you got to get rid of the acetone and the ethanol and the alcohol. And you, you know, each barrel has the head, the tail and the heart. And the tail is like all the toxins and stuff, bad stuff. And the head is all your hangover, basically ethanol, alcohol, but it's a little sweeter. Mm. So you need a tequila master who really pulls out the heart of the barrel, but a little bit of head, maybe a little bit of tail if you want a little this or that. Like there's, a, it's a whole science. And, um, and so you usually have to have a chemical engineering degree. That's and there's a school in Guadalajara that specializes in this degree um, because that's where tequila comes from. Yeah. Here's the other thing people don't know about tequila. Tequila. It Should has we, to be. It has to be from the blue agave from Jalisco. From the region, yeah. From the region. Just like champagne. Just like champagne, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When we come back, Ivan Vasquez, owner of Madre Restaurant in Los Angeles, tells us about mezcal and how deeply rooted it is in Oaxacan culture. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of My Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Welcome back to Hungry for History. We couldn't be more excited for you to hear from Ivan Vasquez. 
He is the owner of Madre Restaurant in Los Angeles. He was born and raised in Oaxaca, Mexico, and has a deep love and appreciation for mezcal. My name is Ivan Vasquez, and my passion for mezcal started since I was a little child. I grew up with my grandpa, and he had a mini expendio of mezcal, a small liquor bar shop in the community, and he used to sell mezcal to locals. Being at his shop, helping him out, I remember listening to the conversations with the Maestro Mezcalero that used to sell mezcal to my grandpa about how he uh, learned how to make mezcal through previous generations and also how hard it was. And according to my mom, my first mezcal was probably at the age of eight years old. A little sip that my grandpa gave me to try it. And when I came to the United States in 1996, I realized that mezcal was available in Los Angeles because we needed it for celebrations. There was no celebration without mezcal. It was part of our culture. It's part of our tradition. It's like getting our cheese, our clayudas, our mole. And I learned how to respect it even more because I understood that it was a staple to our life here, even though we were in a different country. We as the humans and consumers could probably mark the end of mezcal tradicional if we don't appreciate it, if we don't educate ourselves, and if we don't educate others about these beautiful spirits that we have the pleasure in this moment to enjoy. And I call this the golden era because we have the greatest mezcal available for us, not only in America, but also in Mexico and some parts of Europe. People are enjoying the best mezcal ever in many years because each mezcalero family, they're trying to give you the best mezcal because they know what's happening with mezcal and everybody's going crazy for mezcal. So they're trying to send the best batches, the best product, the best production, the best of the best It's available for us. And this is the golden generation. I don't know what's going to happen in the next generation, but it's important that we keep making people aware and keep educating people so they can appreciate these spirits. Because I'm afraid that industrial mezcal might be killing traditional mezcal in the near future. With respect and tradition, that's the only way to keep this spirit alive. Oh my God, I have the most amazing mezcal story. So I'm in Oaxaca and there was this little old lady that makes the best mezcal of this particular town. And they call her La Bruja because they're like, why is she selling more? Why does hers come out different? La Bruja means the witch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They think she's doing some sort of black magic to make her mezcal the best of the community. Oh, wow. She goes, me, me llaman la bruja, pero no me importa. She can't just have good skill, you know. Yeah, God forbid a woman good, no, yes. has skill sets. Skill set yeah. and like really no. great land. And so there's traditional mezcal, artisanal mezcal, and industrial mezcal. And so you can't buy traditional that is what the people of of the the old mezcal people. Mm. I mean, you you can like I bought some there, but like you, it's not for commercial. You're not going to buy it. At you won't have five, yeah, yeah. You won't have it at Total Wine, right? right? Um, and so if you can find, if you're ever in Mexico and you go to a mezcal bar, ask them, do you have traditional mezcal? And they probably will say no, or they'll say, I have a bottle because. 
what happens, the traditional mezcal makers like her, mm-hmm. uh, Dona, Dona Berta, they make enough for their family, enough for the community. And if they have any leftover, they sell it. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, that's a horrible business model. And she goes, why would I need more? Like her, I, my capitalist mind was like, you should sell first and whatever you have left over, you give to your family and community. And no, they give away first. And if they have any left over after everybody has their mezcal, mm-hmm. then they sell it. So the only mezcal you can buy from her is in her house. And she has it like under the Jesus and the altar. And she's like, here's a bottle. You know, you're like, oh my, this is crazy. I love that because it is the strength that binds generations. And she's probably, has her family has yeah. been making mezcal probably for generations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they revere it and they want to share it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And they so. and they don't need more. Like she did a feast for us. But like when I say a feast, a feast of the Clayudas. Clayudas. They're so good. <gasps> I love them. They're she so made good. all these clayudas and, and different salsas and da, da. and she said, I'm so sorry, I have nothing more to offer. And my my, my heart sunk. I was like, Are you kidding me? This like you just offered this feast. This feast, your time. And your time and your and your story. Yeah. Because her story was beautiful. And uh, and she was like speaking in terms of I don't have anything materialistically to give you. And we're like, this experience is the gift that we need. It was, it was beautiful. There are cycles. Agave goes in cycles of planting. So you'll see a shortage of agave and an abundance of agave. Literally two years ago, they're burning agave because there's just too much. They just mm. had too much. And then now there's an agave shortage and then there's too much and then there's too little and then there's too much. It's just the cycle of the right. soil and the agave. But the industrialization of agave and the demand for agave, or tequila, sorry, um, the demand for tequila has really put pressure on all these distilleries in Mexico to produce faster, produce more, hurry up. And so sometimes they're cutting down these agaves too soon Mm, and the soil doesn't have time to replenish. And like I said, those barrels have the head, the tail, and the heart, and you want to get the heart. A lot of people are just using the whole barrel because they want more Tequila. Right. Yield. But More you, yield. But you, have, you don't have good quality. Then you don't have good quality. And that's the tequila that gives you the hangover. That's the tequila that exactly. doesn't taste good. That's the tequila that burns. And so right. really, you can really go down a rabbit hole of like um, tasting different tequilas and, and identifying, oh. This is really good. This Are is good and why. Right. Oh, because they chose the heart of the barrel as opposed to using the whole production. And, right. Yeah. Again, the heart, the spirit. Yeah. So poetic. It's so poetic. It's so poetic. Well, cheers to our pulque mezcal and tequila, tequila episode. Salud. Salud. Hungry for History is an unbelievable entertainment production in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura podcast network. For more of your favorite shows, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. 
Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to a Cross Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.